is the moment UFC fans around the world have been waiting for. It's time! Hello and welcome to the Red Belt Report, the monthly MMA podcast where we talk about everything that's going on in the world of mixed martial arts. And I'm your host, Bob Phelan. And I'm Brooks. And on this first episode of 2017, we're going to take a look at the final UFC pay-per-view of 2016, UFC 207, as well as the other events leading up to that and our top five fights we're looking forward to seeing potentially in 2017. So, a lot going on right now. Yeah, it was a crazy end of the year. Yeah. It's, been a, it's been a crazy year. This was I mean, well, great year. One of the best and craziest probably years ever. Yeah, ton of news stories, great fights, huge pay-per-view numbers. I think the sport itself is probably as big as it's ever been right now. Yeah, definitely <laughs> as mainstream as it's ever been. And I mean, it's been wild. It's, I think it's changed dramatically, like the whole scene of everything. It's crazy different yeah for sure and yeah the craziness continued at ufc 207 but before we get into that um we also have our award show coming up uh i'll probably post it a week or two after this podcast but looking forward to going over the best fights knockout submissions that kind of stuff yeah i'm looking forward to it too our first time i've done something like this you're used to it but yeah i'm about to record my fourth annual red box awards so yeah <laughs> it's a thing well, that congrats on that hey, thank you thank you yeah. it's always fun to do and uh yeah before we get into it i thought we'd just take a look back at 2016 the first year of our podcast we started it uh in january of 2016 after the the carlos condit versus robbie lawler title fight at ufc 195 and we stuck through it we're still doing it i think we're stronger than ever and, yeah, uh, I think we get better every time. Yeah, for sure. So, what's some stuff that uh, you know you're you're appreciating or you learned about the the podcast or MMA in general from uh, this year? Yeah, well, I mean, me and you have always been big MMA fans together, and we yeah. always talk about it, and we always talked about doing the podcast, and it took till this year to finally do it. And you had experience before; I had none. I was pretty nervous starting off. Yeah. And just getting to break the ice over the first couple of times, getting used to it and getting a rhythm. And I think we're still working on that one. I mean, we get better at every time, but I mean, it's just been this whole experience has been awesome. You yeah. know what I mean? I've loved this and it's made me, I mean, I've always been a big fan, always watch the pay-per-views and most of the cards, but it makes me like really like look into it, um, like some other events too. And when we were doing the rankings more religiously, I like, I never looked into the different divisions like deep into them you got to get a top 10 in the women's straw weights and stuff you get you got to know 10 straw weights you know what i mean <laughs> yeah exactly so it gets you a little more knowledge when where you wouldn't totally be looking yeah i 100 percent agree with everything you said uh i might have had experience with the movie podcast but i've definitely never done anything like this going into it so i was a little nervous too but yeah i think we've definitely gotten better as it's gone on, and I'm, I'm sure we will continue to do so, at least I hope. And, uh, yeah, I think 
we really found a groove right around episode, I want to say eight, seven or eight, maybe. Yeah. Like, and when we came back from the hiatus from me moving, I feel like we really kind of came back strong. And, and yeah, I'm, I love doing it. It's just like you said, it's made me a better fan just because this is the first year I've ever watched every UFC pay-per-view. Before, I would kind of pick and choose. Um, but now, yeah, I make sure I try to watch as much as possible. And it just makes me pay attention more because I know i got to talk about it. And, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it more than ever. I think this is the year where MMA officially entrenched itself as my number one sport by far. It was base yeah. was baseball and the Orioles and stuff like that. And I still love it, but I'm even finding myself not as into other sports as much since you know, really getting into MMA this year. So very uh, yeah. thankful for that. Yeah, you've always been a multi-sport guy. I've always, I, I mean, I've always liked a lot of all the sports too, but I've been more entrenched in the UFC for a couple of years now, I think. And, I mean, it's cool to sell because you're usually always talking or blogging about baseball or football right, right. or anything else. And I, you've done a lot of, like, more articles on MMA and stuff too. I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and as much as I enjoy, and I I really love doing the movie podcast, I actually think I enjoy doing this more because it's more just shooting from the hip, you know, just talking shit. It's not as, you know, I don't have to take as many notes for this. I just, I watch and I give my opinion and it's fun to just let loose like that, so. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, uh, I guess people do New Year's resolutions around this time of year, so maybe we should do a couple just... Uh, in the spectrum of MMA and this podcast. Yeah. I don't ever do New Year's resolutions <laughs> Me either, myself, really. so. <laughs> I know. I was trying to force this, but yeah. well, staying I mean, on we'll a little theme here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I said try to be more consistent and definitely do our podcast after every pay-per-view, which I think we we definitely did that last year, but... You know, I had to move, had a hiatus. We started doing it weekly for a while, and then we we finally settled into doing it after every uh, UFC pay-per-view, which I think is a good system. Gives us plenty to talk about in between. Yeah, it's like a it's like a each section of the years it goes along. You got the two or three free cards in between to talk about. Yeah, uh, I think that's definitely the perfect way to do it. But that is a good uh, a good one to start with which I think we definitely should do. And I think we should add on to that. Like, um, I don't know, maybe every, depending on how severe the changes are, or do our rankings more often. I mean, I think you said you have them, but I haven't. So yeah. do the ranking systems more official. Yeah, that would be is, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I maybe did. like every two pay-per-views or unless, like I said, it's big time changes. We can do it every pay-per-view, but yeah, just out of habit, you know, just like I always loved like, uh, as nerdy as this is, like, I know they keep track of baseball stats on other websites, but I used to, like, wake up in the morning when I had more free time and log all the stats from the Orioles game the night before and keep my own Excel spreadsheet of the stats. And that's kind of just how I do it out of habit with the red the, the award stuff. I kind of update it after every event in the rankings. I just do it just – I don't know. I just enjoy organiz- organizing stuff like that. So Yeah. Yeah, I remember you doing that forever <laughs> yeah yeah it's nerdy but it's fun for me oh yeah definitely uh yeah i guess another one we could do is like maybe start integrating more stuff as we get more comfortable with this like um 
a YouTube channel and get that going or maybe add in some video elements at some point if we feel comfortable? Yeah, definitely. I think that's, uh, we were talking about that the other day. I think that's definitely a good idea to be like our next objective. Yeah, broadcast some podcasts live, see how that goes. You know, there's different stuff we can try. Yeah, I think through YouTube we can maybe do one live. Yeah, yeah, or like Facebook Live or Periscope, something like that, I'm sure. Yeah, do it like in person or something. Well, I guess one uh, resolution we kind of already accomplished is get better microphones. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) officially accomplished that thanks to you. (laughs) Yeah, I bought a new mic for my studio, which I've done like the past two or three years now, and so that enabled me to hand me down the microphone I was using before to you, which yeah. upgrades everything. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it does. I actually love it so far. Yeah, sounds much better. From my end, I don't know about from our listeners, let us know. Hit us yeah. up on Twitter, at Red Belt Report, if you notice the difference. Yeah, <laughs> but, I know my voice is already horrible, so it's, hopefully it's an upgrade. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get into UFC 207. So, like you said, it was a crazy event. Uh, it even got crazy before it started when Cain Velasquez got um, decommissioned, I guess, for for his fight against Fabricio Verdun because he opened up his mouth talking about how he's using cannabis oil to help the pain of his um, – what is it? What did he have wrong with him? Uh, he had like a bulging disc, I think. Yeah, or uh, I forget what it, what it was. It was – some pain you get through your back, down your legs, all that stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just t- such bullshit. Sciatic nerve, wasn't it? Yeah, sciatic nerve, I think, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, so he's talking about how he already has surgery scheduled for right after the fight, which, I mean, I don't know why you want to say that out loud if you do really want to fight, but, I mean, yeah. it shouldn't. He's been, he's been saying it for a while. It's not been just like yeah, just I know. immediately. He's been saying it for like two or three months. Yeah, and, and I would have loved to see that fight, man. Yeah, me, me too. But I mean, Dana White said, "Take this for what it's worth." It's coming from Dana White, but he he was saying, "There's no fucking way he should have been fighting here. You can't. You're talking about how you can hardly stand up for ten minutes while the fight's fifteen minutes. Yeah, what the fuck are you gonna do and all this shit? So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he loves talking shit when something yeah. goes wrong. I'm sure he wouldn't have said anything if it would have went through. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, for sure there was issues there. And I think it, maybe he's just starting, like, trying to – I mean, he's part of the MA, MMAAA. So maybe he was just trying to bring some awareness to the fact that, you know, they don't have proper health care or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I don't – I don't know. I, I think the start of it was that, but then it kept being carried away. And yeah. he kept talking about it. Yeah. But, man, luckily, this was a stack card anyway. Didn't really affect it too much, but would have been an awesome fight on that pay-per-view. Yeah, it just kind of sucks for almost more of the live crowd. They only got ten fights. Right, yeah, ten fights. That's probably the least amount of fights on the UFC card in quite some time. Yeah, it's definitely... Well, yeah, I guess we should get to the big one, the big, the embarrassing <laughs> fight. Ronda Rousey's return. She goes out there, didn't do any media, of course, leading up to the fight. She yeah. didn't even talk to Joe Rogan after the weigh-ins, nothing. But she looked great. She was in tremendous shape, six-pack abs, and, and uh, yeah, I don't know, best shape probably of her career, period. Yeah, she looked awesome. I texted you that. Yeah. 
on Thursday. And I feel like the, after the one of the embedded, so I was like, dude, she looks fucking ripped. And yeah, I feel like my response was apt now in hindsight. Yeah, it was <laughs> I said, uh, does that improve your boxing in your chin? Yeah. Apparently not. <laughs> no, it does not. Apparently. But she came in. She looked dedicated. I actually, I thought for sure she was gonna come back and and do her thing, but was not the case. She came out. Amanda Nunes hit her with a jab like five seconds in, it seemed like, and that was it. She just went into shell shot PTSD mode, like, <laughs> oh shit, now what do I do? And just stood there like a freaking punching bag. Oh man, it was rough. No head movement, just getting hammered on for like 48 seconds, and then yeah. her being graciously stopped the fight. I yeah. mean, embarrassing. What did you think? Oh, that fucking sucked, man. I mean, it was, it, I was watching it, and she got hit by that first strong jab and it was just like holy shit she's done yep <laughs> and it was just like straight left hand I don't know if it was left or right but it was straight straight punch straight punch it wasn't even any hooks it was just straight down the middle didn't move her head just got pummeled mm-hmm yeah I mean I know Nunez is a great striker and has some power for for that weight class but man I, I have to feel like it's all confidence thing yeah. Or, I mean, not to mention just the fact that she stayed training with Ed, Edward Targaryen, <laughs> whatever his name is. Uh, I mean, she's, like I was telling you, I think she's almost like a bully. She's like Mike Tyson was in boxing, where a lot of her victories is just, she comes out super confident, super aggressive, overwhelms people. They kind of, and once she does that a couple of times, it gets in people's heads and they kind of shrink up mentally before the fight even starts. Yeah. And then Holly Holm came in with a, a great game plan and a good enough striking to make it work. And she <laughs> she knocked the confidence out of out of Ronda Rousey and now she's a shell of herself and she just you could tell she was not being she was not herself. Usually she would come out, charge forward. She yeah. just stood there in a boxing stance and did nothing. It was really weird. Yeah, I think that's pretty dead on. I mean, it's just, it sucks. Like, I, that that definitely was the case. I mean, she was definitely fucking girls up. But after a while, girls were definitely giving her probably much more respect than she deserves, and yeah, fu- fucked up because of it. Yeah, I'm not trying to take anything away from the people she beat or even her. I think she definitely had. I mean, she's the pioneer of women's MMA, basically, and for yeah. good reason. She's tremendous at what she does. I just think she never evolved from that. She was, uh, she's still a great athlete. I still think if she went and got with the, like a legit camp, like ATT or or um, Greg Jackson, someone like that, I think yeah. they really Trust could, yeah, really just work on improving the stuff she has to work on. Because clearly, she her judo and submission game is on point. So. If she could just yeah. even get her striking to a level where it's competent, she'd be right back into like domination mode. Hell yeah! But yeah, uh, like if she got a real coach, that would probably be crazy, actually. Yeah, but who knows? I don't know. Let's talk about Amanda Nunes, I guess, a little yeah. bit. What do you think of her? Do you think this is a star-making turn? I mean, she was on none of the pre-fight stuff. Yes, they didn't sell it by her by no means. Yeah, um, I mean, she looked great. Obviously. Uh, Flawless victory for the second fight in a row. She did very similar thing to Misha Tate. Maybe it's she's just worse. that good. Yeah. <laughs> she's uh, yeah, she definitely. I mean, it, it can't hurt her. That's for sure. I mean, I think people now know who Amanda Nunes is. I don't know 
what the pay-per-view numbers are yeah. going to be like, but um, I don't know if it's going to blow her out the door, you know what I mean? But I think she'll definitely get a lot more money probably after this. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, they have to hope now because question if Rousey's going to continue or not. But yeah. and maybe – Brazil, hopefully. Yeah. Maybe they're regretting – oh, that's that's true. They do need some Brazilian stars. They've lost yeah. a lot of those champions. But they're probably kicking themselves a little bit for letting Holly Holm go to a different division now because you could have the two girls that both knocked out Ronda fight each other. Yeah. That could have been a good draw. Yeah, now they're going to have Holly Holm win the title and then win – have to fight 135 or they're going to have her fight Amanda Nunes and then they're going to just scrap the 145 division that fast. Yeah, I don't know. What, <laughs> what do you think's next for uh, for Rousey? You think she fights again? I doubt it. I don't. I just don't see it. I don't see her having the pride and not letting her over pride enough to go to a new camp. And I don't see her coming back with just all the hate. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was my initial reaction. I thought, well, she's done. She's never fighting again for sure. But then when she finally put out a statement saying she needs to take time to think about it yeah it wasn't I, I did like the statement also yeah i mean it's it's easy to put a decent statement out there when you take two days and craft it out on a computer but yeah with the pr guy probably yeah i mean she, <laughs> she didn't write that yeah but i don't know like she said she's going to give it time to think about it like if you're i would have thought she would have just when she did speak say you know maybe the sports passed me by or I don't have, you know, the passion for it anymore or something like that. But the way she put it, I feel like the more time goes by, maybe she's going to want to come back. But I think she's going to go back to the 145-pound weight class when she does come back, if she comes back. I don't know about that. I don't know why she would. Like, why do you think she would go up there? I just think if she's thinking the way I'm imposing in my mind is that that's where the money money fights are now. If she thinks, okay, maybe I'll come back. I don't back. think she needs an opponent to be a money fight. That's true. That's true. But Holly Holm is now there. Cyborg will be there in a year when her suspension is up. Like, and I think she loses both of those fights. But if she's thinking, like, man, I got to get just a couple more huge paydays, might be a way to go. Yeah. I mean, by it all accounts like she trained incredibly and she looked like she was in really good shape and really focused and yeah so i don't think like the sports def i don't think the sports passed her by by any means I no think i think she's just a head case beat 95 yeah she's definitely a head case but i think she could definitely still beat 95 percent of the girls out there i do too yes i think it would be smarter like what i would like to see her do is just get with a decent camp give it six months train with them come back go for like a top five to seven range fighter yeah. for in your next fight back like maybe for like even Pennington or something yeah or talk Misha Tate into coming out of retirement for one more to do that trilogy just, I don't even know about that I would just take a can and fucking get a win I think Tate's a can at this point <laughs> but uh, maybe, maybe not yeah I th- and f- don't give her a good striker to start yeah. off she just need. I think she needs a dominant win to get her confidence back and then maybe one more after that like actually build yourself up improve your striking legitimately and you know put it to use in a fight until you're ready to give it another crack and who knows who'll be the champion in you know nine to twelve months from now yeah i guess she feels like she doesn't need to or i guess i don't know we'll see i don't know it's interesting 
That would be good. I think that would be the right way to go. Also, definitely tune up. Yeah. What's uh, What's next for Nunez? Who's the next challenger? I know we got Juliana Pena fighting Valentina Shevchenko coming up. Yeah, so I'm assuming the winner of that. It's got to be right. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you, I guess we should, we'll get to that? I guess in a future podcast. But I feel like I feel like she's already fought Shevchenko, so I'm hoping Pena will win. And that. She just beat her this year. Yeah, it was a close, relatively close fight, and if it yeah. went five rounds, it could have been a different story. But I think Pena wins that fight anyway. Yeah, I just think it's a better style matchup. Yeah, you know, clash of a wrestler versus a striker. See how it goes. Yeah, Pena's pretty badass. Yeah. Yep. What she got into like a bar fight with a guy, beat up a guy. Got into- yeah. <laughs> Didn't go to jail though. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's a fight I'd certainly watch. How about the division as a whole? Do you think it's kind of dead in the water now with all the recent developments, or or it's just a growing division? And you know, as I the mean, fighters I don't get know, better, with Holly gone to create another division, I don't know. I think the it's talent's kinda... better than it has been. Although you got like Raquel Pennington coming up, she looked really good against Misha Tate. So I'd like to see what happens with her. Yeah, it's just a matter if they can find bankable you know, sellable stars at the division because I think yeah. the talent is certainly better than it was when it first started up. Yeah, no doubt. But, that shows with Ron and Misha pretty much retired. Yeah, that that's a kick in the shin. You lose your, yeah. your three top draws potentially. Just boom, mm-hmm. back to back to back. 135 is looking good. <laughs> yeah. There's another 135-pound weight class, though, that has a new new king in town. New uh, new star was potentially born on Saturday night. Cody Garbrandt absolutely dominated the Dominator, Dominic Cruz. Could not believe it. Uh, almost knocked him out in the fourth round a few times. Uh, yeah, actually, I, Cruz I, showed a great chin there. Yeah, knocked him down like three or four times. That was wild. Yeah. What are your impressions of this fight? I, I mean, I don't really didn't like Cody Garbrandt to begin with, so I was. I could easily talk shit on him, but man, did he look good. Jesus. He looked incredible. I mean, Dominic Cruz is fucking running around everybody. TJ Dillasaw included, and Garbrandt fucking didn't let him do that. He didn't give him any respect. He waited for him to come to him and fucking beat his ass up. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever gone from hating someone to loving someone so fast. Yeah, I mean, he really won me over on well, the, the whole the whole thing. First of all, the lead-in was embarrassing. I thought like Cruz is just quick-witted with his words, just as quick as his jabs. Or I thought it was going to be like just foreshadowing for the actual yeah. fight. And then he come out, and he and Cody starts taunting him and doing his dance, and like, oh my god, I hope he gets knocked out. <laughs> but then when he starts being effective and it's almost like a Diaz thing, right? He's knocked him down, he points at him, he's doing the you know, the uh Ole and all this stuff, doing push ups. But like I, I kinda love that stuff when you can back it up. Yeah, yeah. So that's when I started winning he started winning me over. He clearly won a decision, I was impressed as hell. And then yeah. all the stuff post fight with the the kid with the leukemia survivor, cancer survivor Putting yeah. the belt on him, all that stuff. Yeah, he got me. It was good. Yeah, I'm a fan now. I was watching the taunting in like, like the first round or two. Like, 
he kept like he was like swinging from the fences after Dominic and like every time he even touched him he kept being like I got you man I got you and I was yeah. like oh kid, what are you doing kid like just fuck, shut up and fight but he fucking took it to him and um he looked great and yeah I mean got the whole cancer survivor kid that was cool um and he just seemed pretty down to earth in this actual interviews like the, like you said the lead in he got fucking owned by Dominic yeah and all the press I mean he ate him alive but yeah I um, mean he looked real good yeah he did and Cruz looked slow but I don't know if it was if it was him slowing down or just Cody's quick as shit and you know was able to sustain the, the pace the whole way yeah I think it's a mixture of the two yeah injuries just, and the way Garbrandt fought like he didn't chase after Cruz and stuff he like waited for him to come to him yeah that was pretty counter punched him a lot it only took 10 title fights for Team Alpha Male to learn how to do it (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) but the thing that impressed me maybe more than anything was that he was able to keep like he didn't get tired he had a great uh, great endurance yeah he definitely did I kind of thought I I expected it to be kind of like if he catches him in the first round or two he could knock him out but you know, Cruz is known for great cardio and all this stuff. So I thought if if it went into championship rounds, Cruz would just run circles around him. That was yeah. certainly not the case. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, and maybe it was part of the game plan where he didn't exert much energy. He just kind of stayed in the center of the of the uh, of the octagon and only threw counters when he knew he was going to be able to land. Yeah, I mean, he kept like pointing to the center of the octagon and like going right to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's talking immediate rematch after this fight, which seems crazy because TJ Dillashaw is clearly the he's got to get it. Yeah, how can you deny TJ that? There's no way. I mean, and it wasn't that close of a fight. Yeah, it really it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't close definitely, enough to. Definitely don't think they should give him a rematch. I feel Not like right away. I feel like he just thinks it would be an easier fight to rematch Cruz. Yeah, it's probably true. Which. I'm not so sure. I feel like Cruz is a really smart guy. He'll he'll watch the tape and try to, you know, figure out what he can do on his own end to correct his mistakes. And he had a great post-fight interview. Yeah. He was just really blatant and uh, blunt about his mistakes and how, you know, Cody was just better. He beat me to the punch more often than not, all this stuff. Yeah, and then the press conference was really good, too. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like Dominic Cruz a lot. I hated to see him lose, but if you're going to lose, yeah. you might as well lose to someone that looks like they could be the real deal. Yeah, it definitely. Cody Garbrandt definitely, I think, surprised a lot of people, me included. But um, I don't think Dominic Cruz is done by any means. No, I don't. My, I was watching a fight with my dad, and he said he's going to retire. And I was thinking, no way. Not after all he's been through. No, and it doesn't sound like he's planning on doing that anytime soon. He said, you know, if T- if they want to give TJ the t- next title shot, that makes sense to him, and he's happy to work his way back up. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Who would you like to see him fight in his bounce back? You Cruz? Know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Plenty of stuff to choose from. What's that? There's plenty of good fights to choose from for that. Yeah, that's a good call. I, I was thinking loser of uh, Jimmy Rivera versus Brian Caraway. Yeah, that would be a good uh, maybe like John Lineker or something. He just lost. Yeah, so. 
Yeah, that's a dangerous fight. Yeah. Uh, John Dodson, maybe. Yeah. There's just so many great 135-pounders. Go up, down, and fight DJ. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the super fight doesn't play as well, right? Yeah, I guess not. I guess he could go up, <clears throat> fight Aldo. Yeah, could do that. Everybody's talking. I even saw Cody Garbrandt today said he, would, he wants to go up and fight Aldo. Really? Everyone wants to jump weight classes for, for these super fights. It's retarded. <laughs> Defend your belt, son. You're not Conor everybody, McGregor. Yeah, everybody wants to see titles. Yeah, Conor, look what you started. Yeah. <laughs> but for sure, it's going to be Dillashaw. Even Dana White, as much as he has to hate Dillashaw right now, even admitted it's going to be him. And he looked fantastic against John Lineker. Yeah, he did. I was... I loved it. He's my boy. He I know. Dominated. <laughs> yeah, and John Lineker's one of my favorite guys, but man, he, he didn't stand a chance. I knew it once the first round got halfway through. I'm like, oh, I see how this is going to go. Yeah. The only thing that impressed me was Lineker, man, got a chin of stone, oh, let alone oh my hands God, of stone. He's so tough. He's taking those elbows and he's like just smiling and kind of letting him hit him with these massive elbows and just laughing yeah. the whole time. It's insane. It's like putting his head closer to him. Yeah, I just couldn't believe it. TJ looked awesome. His takedowns were incredible. His yeah. striking was like always. He was looking good. He put the mixed in mixed martial arts on Saturday. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, his he was doing good on the feet and timing takedowns at the perfect chance and doing damage on the ground. So he had it all. I don't know. It's going to be an awesome fight if he fights Garbrandt. Or even yeah. if he ever fights Cruz again. Just Dillshaw's legit as much as I don't like the guy. I don't know how you don't. He's just got your eye of favor syndrome. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I just I don't like a lot of people with Team Alpha now. Yeah. But maybe they'll win me over. This is the ex Team Alpha male versus current Team Alpha male potential. Yep. Grudge <laughs> match. Yeah, gonna be fun. Actually, I think it's like the most marketable fight they could put together right now. Those two. Yeah. Yeah. At least I agree. in the next three months or so. Yeah. You know, in the before the summer. <laughs> Unless they could sign GSP and get him signed up to something real quick. But Yeah. I, I, I mean I they might throw them on like Fox or something, I feel like. Yeah, I mean that that would be awesome. Awesome yeah. free fight. I don't know though, I think I think that they put such good promos out there in both their post fight interviews with Cody saying come at me uh, motherfucker or something like that and Dillashaw saying how Cruz is going to take care of Cody and he's going to get his belt back all this stuff yeah yeah, they both cut promos after their fights yeah it's pretty good what do you think of Dung I mean the rest of the fights there was some fun fights in here but nothing really too important Dung Hyung Kim defeat Tarek Safadine by incredible decision yeah, that I couldn't disagree more with. Yeah, me neither. I mean, Kim's just running in, swinging wildly, <laughs> yeah, and missing. <laughs> right? I mean, he missed more than he hit for sure. Yeah. And Safadine would kind of just technically counter him the whole time. It was kind of a boring fight in that way, but I thought for sure Safadine had the decision. Yeah, there's some wacky decisions on this card. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Ray Borg. Defeated Luis Smoka by decision. He looked great, even though he missed weight by three and a half pounds. 
They smashed Smoker. Yeah, I think Smoker just looked really bad. Honestly, I think that's the worst I've ever seen him. I don't understand what happened. Maybe he had, like, a bug or something. Did you see him weighing in? Yeah. He looked like he was dead. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess sometimes you forget, like, they could have they could be just sick, you know, run down from a cold or whatever and kind of... Yeah, never wake know. up, can't help. Yeah, for sure. You th- that kind of sucks when you, like, look like that and then Rayborg missed weight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Did he even try? Goes and pounds him. <laughs> yeah, he kept his strength. The, the only reason that the fight went on was because Ray Borg gave him 30% of his purse. Yeah, I saw that. Go with nine fights. They negotiated it, yeah. Yeah. I guess Borg had to win to make any money. Yeah, right. <laughs> but another weight-cutting issue was the fight before this with uh, Neil Magny defeating Johnny Hendricks. I call this, this a little more than a weight-cutting issue. Yeah, I'd call this... What What would you call it? USADA issue? Fucking travesty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's missed weight, what, three or four times in his last five flights? Something crazy Oh, my like God. That. I can't... This is like Kelvin Gastelum. Why do they keep letting him fight yeah, at this weight class? I was going to say, yeah, Kevin, Kelvin could go fight at 185. Yeah. Yeah, they can fight each other again up there. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this... Hendricks has not looked the same since... USADA came around, but oh, definitely not. I don't necessarily think it's steroids. I no. feel like it's more like uh, the cyborg thing, where maybe he was making weight and reju- like getting recovering so quickly from IVs or yeah, the well, IV definitely band. IV probably definitely helped him a lot. Yeah, I don't know, man. He just does not look like the same fighter whatsoever. Did you see his interview with Ariel Hawani? Yeah, he was. He seemed like it he was. Like, it was like he was drunk or something. Yeah, he was so dehydrated and just out of it. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Crazy. It's just, wow. Yeah, that's who shouldn't be talking to the media. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as the decision goes, no, I s- the decision was fucking couldn't be any worse. I scored it for Hendricks, but I actually I can see wh- how Magni could get the nod. I mean, I can see why they gave it to him, but I don't think it's justified in this case. Yeah, I mean, he was, Hendricks was just laying prey, and, you know, he was just holding him down, and Magny was actually delivering elbows from the yeah, bottom. he was definitely hitting him with stuff. Going for submissions. Took it's him just, down constantly, and he wasn't getting up. Yeah, it's just rare that you see that, someone that's on the bottom. Like he was holding him against the cage only. He was actually yeah, taking exactly. him down. The thing I don't understand about Hendricks, though, what happened to that knockout power? Yeah, you know, he gone. He knocked out Fitch in 12 seconds. He knocked, you know, he... Martin Campman. Yeah, Campman in a minute or whatever it was. Yeah. What happened to that shotgun blast left hand? What happened to him, period? Yeah, it's such a sad, weird story. Yeah. And he's going to I, mean, I really don't like him, and for me to be saying he should have won that fight, he yeah. definitely should have exactly. I don't see him doing too well at middleweight either. Yeah, me neither. I mean, unless he looks a lot better without having to cut that much weight. I bet you he'd still miss weight. Yeah, right? He'd you know? like 220. Yeah, he's just going to get fatter and then try to cut the same. It's... Which is crazy. I feel like he's Bellator bound not too long from now. Yeah, something bound. They're going to give him a middleweight fight. He's Talked gonna... all his shit like he was going to retire. And yeah. He's pussing out. <laughs> he's, he's just, yeah, he's, a, he's another head case, it seems, but... 
Uh, quickly, the rest of the fights. Alex Garcia knocked out Mike Powell in devastating fashion. Yeah, that was brutal. That was just crazy. Uh, Mike Powell's got to hang him up. Yeah, definitely. Got to suck to see. Yeah. Nico Price defeated Brandon Thatch with a pretty nifty submission. Brandon, yep. Brandon Thatch's fourth loss in a row. Goodbye. Yeah, I don't know how he's still here. <laughs> Nico Price don't know if it was a great debut or just against a guy who can't defend against jiu-jitsu at all. I think he has four yeah. submission losses in a row or something. Yeah. Apparently he doesn't train it very often. Yeah. And Tim Means versus Alex Oliveira was all kinds of fucked up. <laughs> yeah, uh, people and, not uh, knowing the rules. His, what the, yeah, we had what's his face, the goddamn commissioner of the fucking Nevada Athletic Commission or ex commissioner. Mark Ratner. Mark Ratner saying That's one illegal knee down, strike. that's legal knee. And yeah, he convinces Joe Rogan that it is legal. <laughs> oh man. Never never once before or after the rule change has that been legal no i mean you are literally down on your knee that's down to permanent what is what is going on around here it's one hand <laughs> yeah i don't know that was the train wreck but also yeah. oliveira but it went on for so long and like or it seemed like to, to go on for yeah, so long mark Rat- they kept bringing mark ratner back explain <laughs> like, this again it's legal knee yeah oh my it's god not. so many replays yeah. Absolutely. But uh, Alex Oliveira, such a showman. <laughs> He's really playing it up. Once he realized it was not legal, all of a sudden he flops like it's a soccer match. Uh, he looked like he was fucking dead. He was like, wouldn't stand up the whole time either. Yeah. I mean, it was a hard knee, but I don't know if it was that hard. I know. I, I'm not sure how much I like... Oliver anymore, especially after everything that happened with Will Brooks a couple months ago, and now this, it's like... Yeah, he was know. so respectful against Cerrone, and then did that shit with Will Brooks. Yeah, he's gone off the deep end. Yeah. <laughs> but him and Cerrone were like, cool shit, though, leading up to that fight. I guess it's hard not to be with Cowboy. He's always, yeah. you know, cordial. Matt Brown tried to give him some, uh, you know disrespect and that didn't work out too well for him yeah they were hugging by the third round <laughs> yeah after he was <laughs> unconscious yeah. alright let's shift our gears to UFC on Fox 22 with a really weird card for a Fox it actually did great numbers did you yeah, see it that did. it did like four and a half million it was the top show on that Saturday night period yeah I think it's one of the top foxes in like three years. Yeah, pretty crazy, especially with no titles, no top contender fights. It's just the young guns and a retiring Uriah Faber. Yep, and Sackdown. Yeah, Sacramento. <laughs> Michelle Watterson came back from, I feel like it had been forever since she last fought. Yeah, it had been. She goes out there and puts on a show, really puts it to Paige Van Zandt, submits the dancing star, in the first round with the rear naked choke. Yeah, I just want to start off saying Michelle Watterson's... I mean, of course, Paige wins and it's hot, but Michelle Watterson's pretty hot herself. Yeah, they don't call her the got that, karate yeah, hottie karate for hottie. nothing. She's got that, like, cute appeal to her when she talks. It drives, yeah. me, drives me crazy. She reminds me of uh, this contestant was on Survivor. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, just the way she's perky and always yeah, yeah. happy, it seems like. I don't know. But yeah, I like she. She looked great in more ways oh, yeah, than one, I guess. Great, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think 
She's a contender at this weight class, even though really her ideal weight is 105. Uh, she clearly can do damage here. Yeah, I mean, she looks great. She dominated Paige. That surprised the hell out of me that she did that so quickly to her. Yeah, I predicted Paige would win. I just thought, I don't know, she's been more active. She seems like she's been improving. She's tough as hell. And I still think all those things are true, but just a bad matchup. Um, yeah. Watterson, I mean, the 115-pound division could certainly use more contenders, more sellable faces, so... I'm sure they're happy that she won, and or actually, I'm sure they were hoping Paige won, but not a bad consolation prize. They could put yeah, her in one more fight and then get her in her, like put her against Karolina Kovalkovich in her next fight, and winner gets the next shot at Ioana. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, win-win. Paige, she'll just have to go fight like a Tisha Torres, someone like that, I guess. Yeah, have they fought already? I don't think so. But, that would be a good fight. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess uh, I don't really have much else to say about that fight. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, was, it was a good showing by Watterson, definitely, yeah. Yeah, especially after like a year layoff. Yeah. Zimmer was too dominant, too quick. Couldn't really really glean a lot from it other than she game-planned it to perfection, and she's yeah. got great submissions. True that. And so does Mickey Gall. I, call, oh I called this one. He just... <laughs> I mean, he, I was going to say he dominated Sage Northcutt, but he got knocked down, I feel like, in the first round. But once he got it, he got uh, Sage in deep waters and on the ground, it was pretty much all over. I mean, what a pussy. He just he didn't fight that rear naked at all. It wasn't even under his chin, I don't think. No, no hand fighting, nothing. Nothing. Just, yeah, very just similar. Waiting, just, like, <laughs> put his hand up, waiting to tap, yep. and then tapped. <laughs> Unbelievable. And he made 60000 bucks. Yeah. Figure. And I guess, do we still know if Mickey goes for real or not? I mean, he fucking did this, and then he calls out Dan fucking Hardy. Like, what an idiot. Hey, he's going down to lightweight. I mean, well, Dan Hardy is saying he's coming back. Can Dan Hardy get to lightweight? He says he's coming back, and he's going to fight at lightweight. That's crazy. So, I mean, I mean, I guess it's, a, it's following the trend of his call-outs where something he feels like he could he definitely accomplish his goal not setting his sights too high yeah you know I don't know it was definitely the weakest of his three call outs but I hope somebody kicks his ass you don't like him no oh I kind of like him they're both Sage and him both super young guys couldn't be more I like him a little more after the fight but I'm still kind of on the fence yeah I, I'm interested to see what he can do at lightweight. I mean, that is a deep division. But so is welterweight, I guess. Yeah. So, I don't know. He's still super young. Clearly, he's got good ground game, but... Why is Sage fighting at welterweight now? Wasn't he always? He started off at 155, I thought. Then went up to 170 when he got sick. Huh. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. He went up on the Bar Bryant Barberino fight. He that's was at right. 155 right. before that. I don't know. I wonder. I don't know what's going on with him. I mean, he shouldn't really be in the UFC by now. He should be yeah. fighting in like Legacy or something, be their champ for a little bit, and then coming to the UFC. Yeah, definitely. And season two of Looking for a Fight, right? Is Aaron right now? Yeah. Um, <laughs> wait, what? Looking for a fight. What about it? The season two just started, right? Yeah, I watched it today. Isn't that how they found Sage and Mickey Gall? Oh, uh, yeah. That's how they found them both. 
if the first episode was up in uh, Maine at Dana White's house in Maine, the guy is so rich. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Didn't he take someone with him? Took uh, uh, Matt Sarah and Dean Thomas. That's right, Dean Thomas. He, yeah. I saw the preview for it, but yeah. I'm not interested enough to watch it. It's not bad. Uh, Uriah Faber, he retired. His career is yeah. over. He went out on top with a patented decision victory. Can never knock anybody out. He humorous did. Humorous did. But yeah, he dominated the fight. Brad Pickett should probably retire as well. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. As much as I've kind of soured on Faber, it's still nice to see him go out on a victory, I guess. Yeah, especially in the same town. I will not miss him. <laughs> He yeah, just had either. too many chances. He, what, he had five or six title shots in the UFC and couldn't win a single one. Yeah, right. Great fighter, Hall of Fame talent, but more of a pioneer than, like, a all-time great. Yeah, definitely. And the curtain jerker on the Fox card was Alan Joban defeating racist Mike Perry to a <laughs> dominant decision. Pretty fun fight, though. Yeah, I don't think I saw this fight. Yeah, it was like just a striking affair where Joban looked the best he has probably in his UFC career and kind of put it to him, but I don't know. Not a whole uh, lot to I, say. I think I called round three of this. Yeah. That's the thing about this Fox card. It's like they were fun fights to watch, but there's really not much storylines coming out of it. It's yeah. kind of just fun night of fights and then get ready for 207. Yeah, but, I mean, I think it would have been a big deal if Paige Van Zandt would have beat Michelle Watterson. That's true, because then they could have really set her up. Yeah. But but she didn't. That's right, she did not <laughs> do that. Uh, Colby Covington defeated Brian Barberina by a decision. He looked good. He's prospect coming up at 155, I think, or 170. Eddie, yeah. Eddie Wineland knocked out Takeya Mizugaki in the first round. That's a lot of losses in a row for Mizugaki. I mean, he's a really good all-around guy or, and veteran, or at least he was. It seems like he's slipping. He's uh, yeah. he's getting uh, beat down lately. He, for three first-round knockouts in a row, I think. Dominic Cruz, Cody Garbrandt, Eddie Wineland. God damn. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe he'll be back. Maybe he'll be Bellator bound. Maybe he'll retire. Yeah, he does. But that's it for UFC fights. But we do have a couple crazy... <laughs> non-UFC fights. Risen had their second and third events uh, around New Year's with their, what is it, Open Weight Grand Prix? Yep. And uh, Krokop, Mirko Krokop, back from the dead to win the Grand Prix. Unfucking believable. Knocks out King Mo, knocks out Baruto, and knocks out Amir Aliakbari. I mean... Crow Cop was roided out to the gills, right? Oh, yeah. I was say, there's an advertisement for steroids. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Dude looked jacked after looking like an old man in his last UFC fight. Yeah. And not to mention he admitted to using HGH to the UFC. Like, yeah. I got hurt, figured I'd try it. <laughs> and that's not even what they called him with. Yeah. That was funny. Oh, man. Yeah. I was surprised that he, he beat King Mo. The other ones, I wasn't so much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the second guy he fought was, like, fucking fat-ass. Sumer wrestler. 400 yeah. pounds. Yeah. Took one body shot and just fell, crumbled. To the <laughs> uh, unbelievable. you think he had all that padding, but I guess not. 
Yeah, right. But they had all kinds of crazy fights, like a guy in a cup of noodles outfit or something at the weigh-ins. Did you see that? No, I didn't see the weigh-ins. Some of these professional wrestlers and, like... You see fucking fucking Hercules woman fight the 50-year-old lady? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Abby Garcia. Yeah, clothesline her. <laughs> Just... Yeah, the lady was, like, bouncing off the ropes like it was a fucking wrestling match. <laughs> Just insanity over in Japan. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's, like, the worst freak show of all time. Worse than the card that uh, Fedor was on with the spider lady singing entrance music? I don't think I ever saw that. Shit gets weird in these other countries, I guess. Yeah, I don't the know. shit fucking funky. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Risen, it's fun to have just a completely different type of thing to talk about, I guess. But Yeah, I mean, it sucks that fucking Big Mo got knocked out. Yeah, I only saw clips and pictures. I didn't really watch any of these fights. I just said Big Mo. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's a porno star. Um, yeah, but I guess the last event of 2016 was World Series of Fighting in their afternoon activities in New York City where they had four title fights. Count them, four title fights. And uh, did you watch any of this? I saw, like, three rounds of the John Fitch J. Shields fight, and then I watched Super the Super exciting, Gage right? Yeah, very <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, Justin Gaethje won by knockout in bet- like after the third round, right? They stopped it. They wouldn't let him come out. Yeah. The guy he was fighting. That was a pretty good I fight up sure. to that point, back and forth. Um, they'll probably do a rematch. Fucking, I don't know how Justin Gaethje gets by fighting like that. <laughs> yeah, he's no strategy. He's a brawler. I mean, just fucking balls to the wall, just swinging for the fences, yeah. taking four shots. Every four shots he gives, I mean, that's crazy. He's fun to watch. He's definitely fun to watch, but yeah, I don't, I don't see know how it lasting. Busted up. Yeah, he's got a great chin and a great power. I guess as soon as one of the other goes, he's he's not he's gonna be Chuck Liddell, you know. Yeah, I was like thinking about that. Like he's like seventeen and zero, and still has never made it to UFC. And like, I don't know. I mean, how long of a career is he gonna have? Yeah, like, exactly. He is a free agent. I would like to see him. Him and Marlon Marias are now free agents. I'd like yeah. to see them both come to the UFC. I don't think Gaethje would do much in the UFC. Me either, but I still want to see it. Yeah. I want to see just how his style matches up against some of these guys, like him versus Will Brooks. Get to your Bellator versus World Series of Fighting. In the UFC. <laughs> in the UFC, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like you said, John Fitch, he fought Jake Shields and won a unanimous decision. Very boring fight. Yeah. Surprising, I know, with a John Fitch and Jake Shields match. Yeah, I can't believe it. <laughs> but John Fitch says he's going to retire, or it's looking like he's going to retire following this fight. Yeah, that's crazy. And crickets. Yeah, right, who cares? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's probably a lot of people that thought he retired three years ago when he left yeah. the UFC. <laughs> um, he got cut from the UFC unceremoniously. Um, yes. Ceremoniously. Yep. <laughs> After a victory, wasn't it? Or yeah, something like that. Yeah, something. Or no, or it was one when loss. Damian Maya beat him. Yeah, one yeah. loss, and that was it. Just waiting for an excuse. Marlon Marias, fellow free agent, he won by a first round, quote unquote, knockout. It was actually an injury. Uh, the guy hurt his leg and couldn't continue, but it goes down as a TKO. 
Huh. Marlon Marais continues to dominate the World Series of Fighting. And I'm re- he's re-signed with them for this fight. I don't know why, and he's a free agent again. They must have just offered him a lot of money to come back one more time. For the big card, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But really, this is the guy I want to see in the UFC because he, I think, as stacked as Bantamweight already is, he, I think he's like top five potentially. Yeah, right away. Yeah. The other title fight was David Branch at middleweight, I believe. And he's the ch- champion of both, right? Yeah, light heavyweight well, and middleweight. That's crazy. He washed out of the UFC and is a two weight champion over there. <laughs> Won by submission in the fifth round. Pretty good. Congratulations. Right. <laughs> and you should. former <clears throat> UFC fighter Yushin Okami won a split decision against Paul Bradley. Which actually happened. This fight went down after the Justin Gaethje title fight for some reason. That's weird. Yeah. And that is that. Yeah. We forgot to mention that uh, Shane Carwin pulled out of Risen and Vanderlei Silva. They were both supposed to fight on Risen, and oh, neither yeah. one did. I knew that uh, Carwin did. I forgot about Vanderlei. Yeah. Oh. Such a shame really is yeah right <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i guess i don't have a lot of news did we talk i don't remember if we talked about the cyborg suspension on the last podcast i don't think we did no but that <laughs> surprising no one that she got suspended but yeah, right. i guess the surprising thing is it wasn't for steroids yeah just a diuretic yeah which makes a ton of sense considering what she was trying to accomplish to get down to 140 pounds yeah so I can't really hold it against her, actually, but... But, I mean, it was like a December 10th test or something, and why the hell was she taking diuretics? Mm, good point. After her fight, when she's not in camp. Yeah, that's a good and, question. And she turned down... I mean, I know she's had health issues, and I've been, like, I've had her back, because I read an article about it, that she really does have health issues, but she's turned down three title fights. Yeah, I wonder if maybe... And then got busted. They tested her apparently because she turned down those three fights. Really? That's why they went and tested her and she popped. Wow. Pouring pouring salt on the wound there. Yeah. But, yeah, that's interesting. That sucks that they created this title pretty much with her in mind and then, boom, she's out for a year. She goes and fucks it all up. Yeah. Well, I'm still glad they made the division. You know, it's pretty cool. Hopefully they can get some outside talent in instead of just bringing people from the other weight class. Yeah. And I guess that's a change that the UFC is making. And another change the UFC is making is getting rid of Mike Goldberg as play-by-play guy. Holy shit, I forgot all about that. That's... And they didn't even give him, like, a send-off. Yeah. All he said was, like, you'll always be, be family. family. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? That's so fucked up. I guess so. I don't really care. I I think he sucks. So, I mean, I got my gripes with him too, but he's been there for like twenty fucking years. Yeah, I think they should have acknowledged it if they were going to do it. Something. Yeah, or just say, or like put something on the screen thanking him or something like that. Yeah, run like a thirty-second montage. Yeah. Say thanks, Goldberg. Yeah, except the montage would just be, it's all over, over and over again. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> <laughs> or virtually identical <laughs> you know oh man here we go <laughs> yeah he's got his catchphrases I'm sure he'll get picked up by someone else 
Yeah. I mean, he's. Pre- I mean, as much as I don't think he's good at that, like I don't know, he doesn't have much of a personality. He's pretty much a robot. Yeah, but he's good. Freaky at times. He's good technically, I guess. Just yeah. as far as hitting the beats and you know keeping someone's attention. I don't know. I'm trying to say something nice here. <laughs> but so he had, he had the, what do you call it? Uh, tenure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, his tenure. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. But in honor of Mike Goldberg, coming up next, we're going to do our top five. 2017 fights that we'd like to see happen. And uh, I guess I'll kick it off this time. All right. Uh, my number five is not surprising. We just already talked about it earlier in the podcast. It's Cody Garbrandt versus TJ Dillashaw. Just the way TJ looked in his fight against John Lineker as well as Cody and just the the bad blood from TJ splitting out of there. And saying he's made Cody cry many times in training, and yeah, <laughs> just I I wanted always wanted your eye favor to fight Dilla, T.J. Dillashaw after their split, and this is just even better because Cody's actually good and could potentially beat him. I I think it'll be an awesome fight. I want to I, I hope they make it in sometime in the spring, and they got my money for sure. Yeah, I don't see how that's not the next fight to have. I think it would be a great like lead in. I think they could really promote the hell out of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, my number five is not too far off of that, but a little bit. It's uh, DJ versus Dillashaw. Okay. I don't know. I'm not really sure how it's going to play out if I got Dillashaw beat Garbrandt and then having a t- super fight or just... Yeah, I mean, DJ could... Uh, special attraction, I'm not sure which. Yeah, DJ could win his uh you know he he's so focused on tying the record of defenses if he finally does that maybe he's willing to go back up yeah and then by that time tj's the uh champion yeah, i could see tj it. versus tj <laughs> yes that's so that's the most marketable thing about a demetrius johnson fight in years yeah right <laughs> <laughs> well my number four is another fight that should be next should be happening but there's a lot of stuff out there that leads you to believe otherwise um, Jose Aldo versus Max Holloway. This, Mine too. That's also your number four. Nice, yeah. yeah. Just, I think Holloway has the striking that could at least be competitive with Aldo, and just the way he's getting better and better, and he's streaking, and Aldo's looked as good as ever. I think that's like the best fight you could possibly make at 145 pounds. And, yeah. I, go ahead. Sorry, uh, I agree. I mean, it's. I think it's very exciting to even think about. I mean, as good as Holloway looked against Pettis and against somebody else, and Aldo looked fantastic against Edgar. I mean, he game planned that perfect and executed perfect. And, I mean, not Aldo's a beast. It's obvious. I think Holloway would be a good challenge. I think it would be a great fight. Yeah, for sure. I just don't know what's going on with Aldo saying he's going to fight Nate Diaz, Tony Ferguson, Khabib for an interim lightweight championship. I don't know if it's all posturing of the UFC to try to get Ferguson to sign against Khabib at his current rate. I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, that was weird. I heard that too. I didn't know what to make of that. Why would they? Why are they doing a light? Why are they so concerned? I've heard like four different people say they're having a lightweight interim yeah. title. Like, why? Why do we need that already? Well, seems like it's going to happen if there's that much smoke. Yeah, you know? I mean, everybody's been talking about it. Because Dana says we won't see. Connor for 10 months at least blah, blah, blah. 
So what? Just do a, a title eliminator in between. And he even said he would come back and fight after Christmas. Like yeah. he changed his mind. Oh, really? We're still talking about it, yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that. But, I mean, Dana's not saying that, but I've heard it from yeah. other sources. Well, Aldo is so obsessed with getting his revenge against Conor McGregor. Now he's, like, trying to go up to lightweight. Yeah. But you can just fight Max Holloway. Consolidate yeah, right. these two so legitimate <laughs> belts. and Yeah. The fight itself is way more legitimate than the belts involved, so... Yeah, for sure. Happen. Beat Holloway, and then maybe he can go up and Yeah, beat. exactly. Because at that point, what else you got to prove? Yeah. But since that's your number four as well, I'll say my number three. This is probably my biggest stretch of all the ones, but okay. I hear that GSP is still in negotiations with the UFC. And uh, I'm going GSP versus Anderson Silva in 2017. Oh, boy. I just think... It's got to happen at some point, right? Uh, if it's if it's not going to happen next year, it's never going to happen. Yeah. And, I mean, both guys not in the title picture. Silva's lost a bunch of fights in a row. GSP hasn't fought in forever. I could see him going up to middleweight, and what better way to introduce yourself to the different weight class than fighting Anderson Silva finally after so many years of wanting it, of a lot of people wanting it. And then if he wins that fight, he could fight for the middleweight championship or... Do whatever he wants, basically. Yeah. Because I, th- be. I definitely think he would win. GSP would win, but I'd be rooting for Silva. Yeah. I don't know if it's indefinite, but I think it would be awesome to finally see him. Yeah. People have been asking for that fight for years. I could still get amped for it. Like, the way I ranked these was how do I think I would feel, like, the night before, or the day of the fight, when it's finally getting close, and that anticipation you feel in your gut. I think... You know, GSP versus Anderson Silva still gets the blood flowing. Yeah, definitely. That's like the fight. Everybody's been waiting for that for, I mean, so long. Yeah, 10 years? Maybe not that long, but. Yeah, I would love to see that. I don't know if it will happen, but I'd love to see it. But uh, my number three is uh, Steve A versus Kane. Yeah, that's um, a good one. Yeah. I just want to see. I mean, Steve A has looked awesome. It looks like he'd be the perfect matchup against Kane, if you ask me. So, if we yeah. get Kane healthy to see that fight, I would love to see that it. That is the biggest question about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm really not interested in Verdum. It does not interest, interest me at all. So. Yeah. I mean, what are they doing with Stipe now at this I point? No like, I guess, what, JDS just has to beat Stefan Struve to get a title shot? I thought. I mean, I think they were waiting for the winner of Verdum and Kane. And yeah, but that's not happening anytime soon. Yeah. So I, I guess they just give it to Verdum a title shot, or just wait it out. I don't know. I'll, I'll probably just give it to him doing the UFC. Yeah, I know, because they need to put title fights out there. Yeah. No matter what. Well, maybe my number two could be the answer. Oh boy. Maybe Stipe Miocic versus John Jones for the heavyweight championship of the world. Oh, in shit. his return fight. Or at least, maybe he returns, beats Cormier, then goes up to heavyweight. That'd be and awesome. I actually put down Stipe slash whoever is champion, because I don't think it matters as much in this scenario. Yeah. But just for, you know, matter of having someone in there, I just say Stipe still has the championship. I think that would be huge. Oh, yeah. I mean, John Jones, if he could ever, if he comes back and actually can get his shit together and and just stay not suspended, not hurt, nothing, just get back to doing what he does best. I think he could 
he could get up there with the Connors and Rondas of the world if he can win a heavyweight championship. Yeah, I mean, in terms of being one of the best, I think he's past them, but money-making-wise, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, this, as sad as it is, all the negative publicity can only help his money-making ability. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> if he can add some actual good stuff on top of it. Yeah, definitely needs to come back and hold his shit together for a little while. Yeah, seriously. Um, my number two is Nick Diaz versus Robbie Lawler. All right, I think we might get that I hope very so. soon. That'd be awesome. I mean, that's not much word about. Apparently, uh, I think Dana said he's offered Nick like three fights, and he's turned them all down. I don't think he said what fights they were, but yeah. Um, I would hope that he would accept the Robbie Lawler fight. I feel like he said he doesn't want to fight him, but for the right amount of money, I'm sure he'll fight anybody. Yeah, I feel like I heard this was a rumor for UFC 209 in in March. Really. Yeah, I heard it's I feel gonna, like people are just saying that because Nick Diaz and yeah, Tuna. could be, but I heard that was going to be the co-main event with Wonder Boy versus Woodley rematches the main event. Oh shit! But who knows? I wish they could get Nate Diaz and Nick Diaz on that card somehow. Yeah, right. That would be awesome. <clears throat> Got to pay Nate twenty million now. Yeah, just for an answer to the phone. Yeah. But uh, my number one most anticipated potential fight. Of 2017, and I do think it's going to happen. It's Conor McGregor, of course, versus Khabib Nurmagomedov. Okay. I just think the return of Conor after winning the second belt, no matter who it's against, is going to be ginormous. Ginormous? That's not a word. That's something my daughter says. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be huge. And I feel like if they do do an interim title fight, Khabib will beat either Tony Ferguson or... Or even Jose Aldo. I feel like his his ground game is so incredibly good. And yeah. that's going to be uh, <laughs> the biggest test of Conor's career if he has to fight Khabib. Uh, just, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, that's the question. Match I mean, up of course, of, they've said it already. But. Matchup of striking versus wrestling to the max. Yeah. Ah, Somebody that's not going to fold as soon as the fight comes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it'll ever happen because I don't know if Connor will ever want to fight him. But if you know, it's the, the next challenge for him, or at some point next year, to defend his title, he's got to fight Khabib. Yeah, I've got uh, my number one is McGregor Diaz three. Yeah, that's pretty amazing too. Yeah, I just really want to see it after the first two. How amazing they were for the lightweight that's, belt. Yeah, for the lightweight belt. Just because, I mean, I really thought. Diaz won the second fight but uh, yeah I mean I just want to see him come back and Nate beat his ass and win the title <laughs> and, the, and the grudge match could you imagine Nate Diaz with the championship belt <laughs> no. oh my god that would be crazy and taking it off McGregor that'd be fucking nuts yeah he would officially be the big guy you know yeah I feel like he's so I want to see how he could do without Connor attached, like how much his star has grown. Yeah. But I don't think he's so. ever going to fight anyone other than Connor McGregor ever again. Yeah, if it's not paying big bucks, you don't want nothing to do <laughs> yeah, with it. Yeah, exactly. Who could blame him? The way he's yeah. been treated in his career. I mean, he got 20 and 20 or something in his fight against Michael Johnson. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's bullshit. Yeah. You got any honorable mentions? Um. Uh, yeah, throw a GSP fight in there, whether it's Michael Bisbing or 
somebody at welterweight. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm in for the return of GSP. I want to see Woodley Thompson, Woodley and Thompson rematch. I want to see that badly. For sure. Um, I don't know. What about you? I got Cowboy versus Lawler, Robbie Lawler. I feel like that's a good one. We need to see that after it was teased. Yeah. You know, and Cowboy's, you know, keeps climbing the ladder. He's he's got to fight someone great next. So, or actually, after he fights Jorge Masvidal of all people. Yeah. But I I don't know. I just I have to see that fight at some point. Yeah, it would be a bad one. I want to see Jacare vs. Rockhold, the sequel, which got torn away from us at the last minute in November. Yeah. I was so looking forward to that fight, and uh, I feel like we have to see it. Maybe it'll be for a title, maybe, because I don't see Bisping holding on to the the belt throughout 2016. Yeah, I'm, like, hoping Romero falls out of this fight. I don't want to see them fight at all. No? Just because I know Romero's going to win, I don't want him to be champion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I guess, um, yeah, I don't know. Either this fight could be for who fights the winner of that, or it could be at some point a title fight at the end of the year, but that's a, just a, a great fight, great style matchup. I think both have improved tremendously since the last time they fought. Yeah, And uh, lastly, I want to see Ioana Janjacek against Jessica Andrade. I just think... The power that Andrade has is unlike anything Ioana's faced. I still think she'll win that fight, but I've just like seeing the greats, you know, have different challenges to face. See if they can withstand it. Yeah, that uh, that would be nice to see her get a nice challenge. Similar to why I want to see John Jones fight Anthony Johnson at some point, but I just don't see that as big as much of a challenge. I think he's going to wipe the floor with Anthony Johnson. You have to give Johnson a puncher's chance, though, because he's got probably the best pound-for-pound power maybe in years. Just according years. to how bad he looked against Cormier. I mean, I know he did catch him with the one punch, but, I mean, he got pummeled by him. Yeah, it's true. I just don't. If you're going to get beat that bad by D.C., what's John Jones going to do to you because when he toys with D.C.? Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know that's, that like, MMA math doesn't work like that, but I don't know. I just don't see him as much of a challenge to John Jones. Yeah, you've never been big on that fight, but no. I don't know. I'd, I'd I'd rather see that than Jones fight Cormier again. So Yeah. Is that fight going to happen, Cormier versus Johnson? What, how long is Cormier out? He's out till like, March, and I, Johnson's waiting for him, so they got to fight, and then Jones is back in July. So it Probably will work out timeline-wise. Towards the end of the year, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's look ahead. Let's look into the first fight cards of 2017. We're kicking things off with the, with the head-scratcher. BJ, right. BJ Penn versus Yair Rodriguez. Oh, boy. At featherweight. BJ Penn, his fifth attempt had a comeback here. Yeah. How many times was he supposed to fight last year before? Whether Three or four. Suspended or card. hurt or whatever. Man, yeah, yeah. canceled the whole card. Yeah. <sighs> I give him zero chance against Yair Rodriguez. I mean, last time Penn fought was three years ago against Frankie Edgar and looked so bad it was embarrassing. And yeah. Yair Rodriguez is awesome up-and-coming guy with great striking, so you do the math. Yeah, well, I think he might get put in a fucking coma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some spinning shit or some kind of... Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be good. Yeah. I don't... I don't... I don't know who keeps letting BJ Penn do this. I mean, I mean, he looked so fucking bad in that last Frankie Edgar fight. It was horrendous. 
Yeah, man. I mean, last time he won a fight was what? When he knocked out Matt Hughes? Was it really? Or, I don't know. It's, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been quite like a while. Six years. Unbelievable. He should, uh, I don't know. Like, who am I to tell someone what to do? But I would have stayed retired if I was him. Yeah. Also on this card, it's actually decent fights on here, under the radar. Marcin Held making his second fight since coming over from Bellator against Joe Lozon. I think this is a much more suitable fight for him. Diego Sanchez, while shopboard, still had the cardio and just the will to fight through those leg locks. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like Lozon's still on the downside, but still a fun fighter. He's willing to bang. He's willing to go on the ground and, you know, trade submission attempts. So. Yeah, he's a journeyman. Oh, we forgot to pick the fight. You got Yair Rodriguez, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'll, t- I'll take Marcin Held. I think he'll get a submission. All right, I'll take Joe Lozon by submission as well. All right. Next up, uh, Court McGee is fighting Ben Saunders in a, a fight of like two under the radar solid guys. You know, nothing special, but just always are at uh, at least putting like a, a good attempt out there. They're well rounded guys. Um, who do you like here? Uh, I'm going to take Ben Saunders and his jiu jitsu submission. Yeah, I was. I'm taking Saunders as well. As much as I'd love to disagree with you, <laughs> Killaby is gonna get like a, a Darce choke or something like that. Yeah, something wild. He's always going for something. Yeah. Uh, Brian Caraway is fighting Jimmy Rivera. Fight I mentioned earlier in the podcast. Um, pretty good fight here in a bantamweight division. Rivera coming off the victory over Uriah Faber. Caraway's coming off the win against Aljamain Sterling in a big upset earlier last year. Who do you like? Um, I don't know. I think I'm going to go with Rivera. I mean, Caraway could easily get this fight to the ground and submit him. Yeah. He's trained with... I don't know. I just, I just don't know if Caraway... I think I'm going to take Caraway. Although, Rivera's not bad. Um, just, I think Caraway's going to keep the streak he's got going. I don't think this is... Yeah, I'm, I mean, I hear you. I feel like Brian Caraway is constantly underrated. I always pick against him. I think a lot of people do. And then he finds a way to win these fights. And Rivera isn't like some spectacular guy. I think he doesn't have the best knockout power. He doesn't have the best anything. But he's kind of just good boxer, good chin, good yeah, tough guy. Tough. You know yeah. he's he's not going to quit, so I'm I'm leaning Rivera here, but I would not be surprised either way. Yeah, I'm going to take Caraway by decision. All right. Well, last fight here, Sergio Pettis, not trying to be like his brother. He's trying to go his yeah, own right. way against. He was supposed to fight Juicier Formiga, but instead uh, Formiga got hurt, so he's fighting John Moraga. Um. Uh, Fun fight. I think Moraga is a little too big and powerful for Pettis. I mean, he's really small, it seems like, for this weight class. But I don't know. I could see it going either way again, but I'm going Moraga. Yeah, I'm going to take Moraga as well. I don't don't think Pettis has what it takes to beat him. He's a solid guy in that weight class. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> that Man, what are they going to do about flyweight? I have no idea. I mean, it's... It's, it's getting crazy how thin it is. 
that's one thing that is thinner than you have your champion taking everybody out. Yeah. Yep. Just like what happened with middleweight when Silva was blowing through everybody. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, next fight card, Bellator 170. Woo! The most anticipated. I can't believe this didn't make one of our lists, but <laughs> Tito Ortiz is fighting newly signed Chael Sonnen in the main event. Oh, boy. Uh, this fight would have been amazing eight years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I feel like Chael Sonnen is a younger guy. He's got the better wrestling. Um, I think Chael Sonnen will win by submission in the second round. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think Chael's better than Tito, but I don't know how much bigger Tito is than Chael. Like, Rashad Evans fucking schooled Chael Sonnen. That's true. So, I don't know. Um, depends on the size difference, but I just hate fucking Tito Ortiz, so I'm going to have to go with Chael Sonnen. Yeah, and his corny jokes don't help matters. So. Oh, my God, they're terrible. <laughs> they're, not even, they're not even corny. They're, like, cringy. Yeah. Tito is so lumbering, so slow. Uh... I mean, if he gets his hands on him, I guess he could do something. But, I mean, Chels, he is prone to being submitted every once in a while. But I just yeah. feel like he's got to have more in the tank. Yeah, I would hope so in, like, his return fight that he looks good. Yeah, we'll see if he can pass the drug test. And I guess it doesn't matter as much over in Bellator. But. Yeah, they're a little lighter on the drug test yeah. over there. There's a decent co-main event here as well. Paul Daly. Actually, this is the best fight on the card for sure. <laughs> uh, Paul Daly is fighting Brennan Ward. Two guys with just serious power. I feel like this has a chance to be fireworks. Uh, and I'll take the young guy, Brennan Ward. Yeah, I'm not run a big Paul Daly fan, but I'm going to take him. Is he ever going to fight Koscheck in Bellator? Probably not. <laughs> what happened to Koscheck? I don't know, he's fucking falling apart, I guess. Yeah, it must be. All right, Physically well, and mentally. <laughs> yeah. Man, that guy. I never liked him. Yeah, me neither. Let's move to Seattle, Washington for UFC on Fox 23. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Valentina Shevchenko versus Juliana Pena. For some reason, I thought this fight was in February. That's why I kind of broke it down earlier. But <laughs> uh, here we are. Um, I... I'll still take Pena. I think, I think she'll be. Ah, it's it's a tough fight. I think it's a toss up because Shevchenko's striking is very good. Yeah, I'll say Pena manages to find a way to get it on the ground, and I think she'll definitely roll from that spot and do some ground and pound, and maybe finish the fight with submission or or TKO. Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna have to take Pena. I think, she, although Shevchenko, I mean, definitely has proved herself. With her wins under striking, um, yeah, great fight against Pen home. Yeah, definitely. I, th I just think Pena is pretty badass, and I think she's going to be able to take it. Yeah, I agree. I think she's tough enough to withstand any shot, early shots that she'll take. Unlike Ronda Rousey. Yeah. <laughs> Co-main event: We got Donald. I want to fight as often as possible. I don't care if I'm ranked high, and I'll just fight any random guy. Serrani <laughs> against Jorge. <laughs> Gamebred Masvidal. I mean, this is going to be a fun fight, don't get me wrong, but I just don't understand it. They were, like, talking shit to each other, apparently. Yeah. Before yeah. Donald's last fight. I think it's dangerous, though, because Masvidal is good. I mean, he's they're both guys that have fought at lightweight and now welterweight and both good strikers, but I got to think Cerrone will find a way to take care of business here. 
Yeah, I'm definitely taking Cerrone, but I don't. I, honestly, I don't think uh, Cerrone gives a shit if it's dangerous. I think yeah. it's just another peg on his way up welterweight and yeah. another paycheck in his pocket. Exactly, but man, he's just so cl- he's so close to a title shot. I feel like already. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's, it wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, <laughs> true. All right, next we got Andre Arlovsky. He's back, baby, and he's fighting Francis Ngannou. Who really he's was impressive? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. He, he's lost two or three <laughs> fights in a row. Yeah, Francis Ngannou has—he was impressive, super impressive in his last fight out uh, on that fight pass card in Is New that York. That big black dude. Yeah. yeah, the same card that Derek Lewis managed to win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gotta feel like he's gonna put hands on Orlovsky and kind of shatter his glass jaw yet again, right? Yeah, I mean, he's made out of nothing. I mean, don't so, get me wrong, Orlovsky. This guy is unproven. He hasn't fought anyone to this caliber, but I just feel like I can never bet on Orlovsky. Nah, how can you? I mean, yeah. he's so fragile, it's crazy. It's insanity. I mean, if he gets hit anywhere on his head, it could be like an inch behind his ear. He's going <laughs> down. Yeah, it could literally just be Grace's earlobe. Yeah. And he just closes his eyes and goes to sleep. It's totally like off balance, stumble and fall, and like it's crazy. You another, never know what's gonna happen in one of his fights. Another guy on that trajectory fights on this card with Nate Marquardt going oh, against Smile and Sam Alvey, who's on like a four fight win streak. Is he? Yeah, I mean he hasn't fought anybody, but yeah, gets the job done. And I don't know. I just think Nate Marquardt is washed up, shop worn. So give me has been for years. Give me Sam. I'm just going to go against here because I hate Sam Alvey's annoying smile all the time. I'm going to take Nate Marquardt. You just hate any fighter whose gimmick is a smile, like Fabricio Verdum, oh, <laughs> Sam Alvey. How can you like Verdum? There's probably the only two I can think of. <laughs> I like Verdum. I don't like his personality, but I like him in the cage. Eh, not me. <laughs> another, <laughs> another guy that is probably, I'm guessing you hate, Hector Lombard. Yeah, fuck that <laughs> yeah. Whoa. <laughs> uh, fights Brad Tavares, which is a pretty interesting fight. Tavares, I feel like hasn't fought in a while. He's he was one of those guys that seemed like he might be on the way up, but then suffered a couple losses that knocked him down a peg. Certainly, yeah. that's the case for Hector Lombard, yeah. who got just destroyed by Dan Henderson yeah. last year. Man, do you remember, like, before Hector Lombard came to the UFC, like, right when he was coming to the UFC, he was supposed to be, like, the next badass thing? Yeah, man, he was, well, in Bellator, he was just destroying people in, like, under a minute, over and over and over again. Yeah, he, like, came to the UFC, he was supposed to be, like, the next title challenger. Yeah. Just never caught steam. Then he lost to Tim Boach in his first fight. Yeah. Oh, man, terrible. He's like a tree stump, he's so thick, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, he's got serious power. Yeah. But I don't know. I, Who are you I, taking? Mm, I'll take Lombard. I say he gets back on the winning side. Knocks him out. Oh, damn it. I was going to take Lombard. I'm going to take Lombard, too. All right. Good, 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 good. Well, speaking of, we weren't, but speaking of 135-pound men's division being super competitive, we got another one with uh, Rafael Sansal fighting Aljamain Sterling. Sun Sal coming off his loss to TJ Dillashaw at UFC 200 and Sterling coming off his loss to Brian Caraway. 
good fight here, I think. Um, yeah. This is really kind of risky for Sterling. It's almost, it's a tougher fight than when he lost to Caraway. Yeah, and definitely. I feel like two losses in a row for this guy is going to hurt his stock, especially when he just re-signed that contract after hitting free agency. Yeah, and uh, it is tough, but uh, I think he's going to be able. To, I think I think he'll be able to beat Asuncio. Yeah, I do too. I think Asuncio is super solid. You know, he's good everywhere. He's one of these well-rounded guys, but yeah. I feel like Sterling is going to make a jump here. I think he's going to learn from his loss to Caraway and manage yeah, to find a way to submit a Sunsail. Yeah, he's going to come back much better. I definitely think that. Yeah, I agree. Awesome. So, not too many differences so far. Let's see how this next card goes. UFC, or no, UFC Fight Night 104, Dennis Bermudez versus Korean Zombie, Chan Sung Jung, making his long-awaited return after, I feel like, I don't know, three or four years. <laughs> Yeah, right. Um, But it was always exciting to watch. And, man, this is going to be a fun fight. Both of these guys just love to throw down. I can't see this lasting all five rounds. Who is Korean Zombie fighting? Bermudez. Dennis Bermudez. Bermudez, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of somebody else. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Korean Zombie coming back from military service. I think this will be a great fight. Glad to see him back. Dennis Bermudez, I mean, he's okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, big fan of him. No, me either. But I mean, he he always swings for the fences. He's never he's definitely not a boring guy to watch. Yeah, I'll take uh, Korean Zombie by second round some submission. Hits rocks him hard with a punch and then finishes it on the ground. All right, all right. Very Damn. specific. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess I'll take Rivera then with this decision then. All right, all right. Uh, next up, we got Alexa Grasso making her second fight in the UFC since coming over from Invicta. This time, she's facing Felice Herrig, um, who's a pretty face, but has never really been all that great, I feel like. Yeah. At least in the up. UFC. Yeah. Uh, I can see why they put this match together. Two good-looking girls, and, you know, Grasso's an up-and-comer. I feel like they're going to fast-track her to a title shot somewhat soon. Yeah, I'm not complaining. And I think she will <laughs> get the job done here. I feel like she's going to light up Philly Sarig yeah. like a Christmas tree, as uh, <laughs> Joe Rogan put it in the in the Rousey fight. Um, I'm going to take Harry. She's going to come back strong here. And oh, my God. Bounce them titties up and down and make her way to the victory. You're just... Uh, <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she is pretty hot, though. I don't, I can't picture Alexis Grasso in my head, but Felice Herrick's definitely not hard on the eyes. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But she's also a badass fighter. Yes. <laughs> uh, Evan Dunham is fighting Abel Trujillo in a fight that I don't know if anyone cares about. <laughs> but uh, Evan Dunham's been around a while, and Trejo, he's got some serious power. But I feel like Dunham is really tough, and I don't think he's going to get knocked out. So I'll say he withstands an early barrage in the first round and finds a way to win a decision, wins the next two rounds. That sounds like a pretty spot-on able gases out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to say Trejo catches him and knocks him out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, 
You're either going to be perfect and I'm going to suck or vice versa. Right? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jan Black, Bla, um, Blagowitz, Blachowicz, uh, I don't Blankowitz. know, Blankowitz. Uh, he's fighting OSP on this fight card over in St. Peru. I feel like OSP really needs a win here uh, after back-to-back losses. And, and this, I think he'll do it because I can't pronounce the guy's name, so I'm going to pick the other guy. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> OSP definitely does need a win, but I mean, one of those is one of those losses to John Jones, so it's not that bad. But uh, um, I don't. I've never really seen much of Jan other than him losing to Gustafson. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I guess just, I'm going to go with OSP here too. Good. That's the right choice. <laughs> uh, last on this one, we got Beck Rawlings versus your girl Tisha Torres. I have a feeling we're going to get more <laughs> comments on appearances <laughs> here. Uh, Tisha Torres, she's going to win by decision because that's all she ever does. Yeah, she's going to bounce around and win. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's I what mean, she does. She's always on the move. Yeah, it's true. She's circling around. Um, I'd really love to see her get some finishes you know she never uh yeah she's like so short and stout like i don't know if she has any power at all yeah she's like quick though she's got good striking but never anything behind it and it just seems like even when she has people in dangerous positions she never goes all out to try to finish the fight yeah which i don't know it's probably not bad if you want to win fights but if you really want to get pushed to to like main event something that's not the way to do it she'd be good at 105 yeah that's probably true her versus Waterson yeah they got they're gonna just uh, open up 145 135 125 115 105 <laughs> it's getting a little out of hand yeah I think 125's next though yeah probably Gotta is get Mackenzie Davis over here or not that's not her name Mackenzie Dern Mackenzie Dern yeah, yeah. alright next up the next pay-per-view, UFC 208 in Brooklyn. Man, I'm hoping they announce one more fight for this <laughs> at the top because it's not looking all that great so far. Yeah. But we got Holly yeah, Holm, Holly Holm versus Jermaine Durandamy in the main event for the oh, inaugural boy. women's 145-pound title. Um, Holm coming off back-to-back losses. To Misha, Misha Tate and and uh, Valentina Shevchenko, so of course she gets the title shot. Yeah. And Jermaine Duran to me is like a middling 135 pounder, but she certainly has striking. I feel like her kickboxing record is impressive, from what I understand. And and I also heard that she would be better at 145 pounds because she's pretty big at women's bantamweight. So. I guess if you're not going to have Cyborg involved, this is as good a fight as, as any to kick yeah. it off. I mean, they were both offered the fight against Cyborg, so why not have them fight each other? Yeah, it's just funny. They're taking two 135-pounders, just making a new division. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're making a new division for Cyborg now. It's, like, pointless again. <laughs> yeah. And they they're literally have zero 145-pound fighters <laughs> yeah. on, on the roster. Yep, that's pretty awesome. Yep, makes a lot of sense. Who do you got? Um, I'm going to take Holly home, bouncing back, and putting the works on Jermaine. 
Yeah, uh, I think I agree with you. I think it'll be a closer fight than we probably think, just because Holly Holm tends to fight very conservatively, and I feel like that's what happened against Shevchenko, and that made her lose some rounds. She probably should have won. But uh, I think she'll find a way to win. They need her to win. She's the name that they have left in the upper women's weight classes, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah, they definitely need her to win bad. I'll take Holly home by decision. I'm going to take her by TKO. <clears throat> what round? Four. All right, all right. Uh, next up, see, this is how fast it drops off. Travis yeah. Brown versus Derek Lewis. Jesus. I mean, I hope Derek Lewis just absolutely knocks Travis Brown's head clean off. Yeah, I, I do too, but it's probably going to be a boring-ass fight. Yeah. He's probably going to be slow. I mean, Travis Brown really went downhill as soon as he joined uh, Ronda's training camp. Yeah, I mean, and I don't see terrible. a change in. Yeah, he never pulls the trigger. He used to be like this big knockout guy, but now he's just—I don't know—he just is not. Yeah. <laughs> and Derek Lewis coming off a disappointing performance, but I feel like he's going to want to redeem himself, and uh, hopefully, he does to Travis Brown what Amanda Nunes did to Ronda Rousey. Yeah, these are two big motherfuckers going at it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think Derek Lewis will win my first round TKO. That's quite possible. I think uh, I'm going to, just based on Derek Lewis's last performance, he looked terrible. I'm going to go with Travis Brown winning the decision. Yeah, how did Travis Brown look in his last performance? He looked pretty bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but all right, all right. Uh, Next up, we got Jared Conanair making a big jump up in competition against Glover Teixeira. Um, he coming off a very impressive performance against Ian Kutabella. And, I mean, I was really impressed, but to jump up to a top five to seven guy at the light heavyweight division, that's pretty big. Yeah, pretty definitely. Big leap. Uh, isn't Glover coming off the knockout? Yeah, he's... Coming off getting his face melted by <laughs> yeah. Anthony Johnson, Anthony so Johnson. maybe that could be an equalizer. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's no easy thing to come back from. I think Glover's still a veteran, though. He's definitely going to probably be able to beat Jared. How? How so? Uh, probably decision. All right, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and pick Jared Conanier. To knock off Glover to share, I just yeah. feel like that was a very vicious knockout that uh, to share took on the chin that last for time sure. Out. Yeah, and he is getting older. He's had a lot of fights, and Conor is a big dude. He's dropping down from heavyweight. When his last fight, he dropped down from heavyweight and took some big shots and kept coming forward and and landed his own huge shots. So I don't think he's got the power that Anthony Johnson has, but. That button might be a little easier to push nowadays for Glover after that. So, yeah, for I'll sure. take the the upset and go with Jared, just Jared. Very tricky. And the last one that I thought was really worth talking about, which is crazy, a pay per view, only four fights to really talk about so far. Uh, Jim Miller is fighting Dustin Poirier. After Poirier got knocked out by Michael Johnson, he comes back to face Jim Miller, who I believe defeated Tiago Alves. At UFC 205. Sounds about right. And uh, I think Dustin Poirier will get back on track here. I think he's 
He's a younger fighter. His chin might be a little iffy, but I don't think Jim Miller has the kind of power that even Michael Johnson has. So I think he's safe in that regard. And and Miller, while he has been back on a winning streak after uh, after he looked pretty bad there for a while, but I don't I don't know. I still think he's a little too old and run down to win this fight. Yeah, I think uh, Jim Miller is the kind of guy that'll make Dustin Poirier look good. Yeah. Which, I mean, isn't too bad of a knock, but, I mean, Dustin Poirier, I just think he's just a slightly, like, a level below the top guys. Still very good, but just not quite championship material. Yep, but, I agree. Like, I think he'll look real good against a guy like Jim Miller and be able to put his hands on him and do whatever he wants to. Yeah, he's like a perennial 10 to 15 spot in the, in the lightweight division. Yeah. Could potentially work his way up if he can continue to get better, but I just feel like his chin's not good enough and his defense, unless he improves like his defense, he, he gets in too many brawls, and if your chin's not amazing, that's not good. Yeah, he takes a lot of damage. Yeah. So. All right, well, that'll do it for us on this episode. Um, stay tuned in the next couple weeks for our – First annual Red Box Award. Oh, Jesus. Red Belt Awards. <laughs> uh, looking forward to that. Um, if you want, send us your your picks for those. And, uh, well, we won't be able to read them on air because we've already recorded it. But we'll, we'll read them on the next episode. And, uh, yeah, so send those to theredbeltreport at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at Red Belt Report. I'm personally on Twitter at The Oriole Report. Yeah, and I'm at Brooks Phelan. And you're loving Twitter, right? You renewed it? Oh, yeah. I'm addicted. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome way to get some news and see some opinions. Yeah, let us know what you guys think. Absolutely. Um, what we can improve on. Give us your thoughts and uh, your fantasy picks and whatnot. Yes, 100%. And um, what's the last thing I want to say? Oh, yes. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. And uh, we'll see you later. See you. And it's all over. <laughs>